welcome to Punk Goes Pod, the weekly podcast that chronicles the Fearless Records Punk Goes series. And we are here feeling sorrowful because we regret the decision to not buy cheesecake and whipped cream for dessert tonight. Yeah. I, I've i made some poor decisions today and now we're paying the cost price, whatever. I would say this is probably the worst decision of my life, was to not get cheesecake. I mean, I'm the one who ultimately decided to not get it, because we just had some form of cake, maybe half an hour before. Cake? (laughs) No, money's a little too tight for steak. Steak? Steak? So, man, we're just fucking, I don't know. Going all in for that ASMR. Yeah. No, it sounded like you were auditioning for NPR at the start. <laughs> Which I, I did kind of have that sort of like low down sort of... Ira Glass sort of... Yeah. Yeah. He does a good job though. I can't even think of like a script to goof off with, like how they would sort of lead in with like a question and then sort of, I don't know. We'll come up with that in the next one, like someone in the future... Um, one of our episodes in the future will come up with something like that, but I'm not going to riff on that tonight because I do not have the brain capacity. I feel like cheesecake would have afforded us more brain capacity. I already had cheesecake today, though. Yeah, but I didn't. Yeah. Well, I had a bite of yours. I mean, I, I could, I could have more cheesecake. I just, yeah. Ever since I became an adult, I've wanted to at least once just get a can of that whipped cream and just work my way through it and I denied myself that opportunity today you know it's kind of wild mm. and this may come go down in infamy <laughs> as you know something akin to me not going to see some 41 as a teenager continue I used to hate cheesecake you until did. until we got together and mm. even for a couple of years I was like nah I'm not not into that cheesecake and then we had a really delicious white chocolate and raspberry cheesecake somewhere, and I was I was a changed man. Yep, I've introduced you to a lot of wonderful things. It's given me the confidence to go out there and be the person that I am today. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm not going to take full credit, but I'm going to take, I don't know, 60 to 70% share of the credit for that. It made me a child of destiny, and you may or may not survive this, but I'm willing to... Uh, Take us both on this journey. And at that note, Mm. this week's song. This week we are looking at Survivor by Destiny's Child, as covered by the band Knockout. And this cover appeared on Punk Goes Pop Volume 1. Uno, yes. Yes. That was the, the one with the gramophone. The one that I... Took inspiration from for yeah. our podcast artwork. And what lovely artwork it is. Thank you. Um, yeah, so this one's going to be a good one, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, and it would be... And watch this become the worst episode we ever do. Probably. I'm Like, it would be a lot better if we had cheesecake to fuel the but discussion. I feel like, and we'll get to it, but I feel like we don't hate the song, so that's going to help. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think it is. But anyway, how's your week been? It was good up until tonight when I didn't have any cheesecake. <laughs> I'm genuinely just very upset. Do you like cheesecake at all? 
I love cheesecake. I love cheesecake at nighttime, real late at night. Cheesecake could do, man. Top it off before you go to sleep. At my lack of cheesecake. This is like an episode where we might be, like, I feel like we've recorded episodes sick. We have. And they're kind of train wrecks. This is going to be <laughs> akin to that, just in that sort of mood level of, oh, well, yeah. So, um, yeah. here we are. What is life? It's meaningless without cheesecake. <laughs> we could probably, like, re-record, like, go have some fucking cheesecake and re-record just a quick round. Like, so what do you actually think of this song? And I'll probably be looking upon everything a lot more favourably after that. I don't know. I've just had, like, a massive sweet tooth lately. But, like, I need to not follow that desire path to get sweet food like sometimes i just have to be like yep that's fine and then just ignore it like i can't just go out and Mm. fulfill my dream of cheesecake every time i want it Mm. which is a lot yeah that's part of the um (sighs) the crux of being an adult is you could you know an adult with a full-time job or you know a good paying job can have cheesecake whenever they want to have cheesecake Mm. but an adult knows they probably shouldn't have cheesecake at every drop of the hat at every whim, should they have cheesecake. And that's the catch-22 of of growing up, you know? It's the same thing with video games and me. Like, I have the money to afford so many video games now. Well, Mr. But... Fucking Money Pants over here. Money bags. <laughs> money pants. Money pants. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely... Someone's definitely made pants or a suit, even, that looks like money. Absolutely, they have. Yeah. And they've used that as a measure of their wealth. Yeah. Yeah. Much like you could buy lots of video games if you were so inclined. But I don't have the time to play all of them because I work full time. <laughs> Is where I was getting at before you... Um, was, I just thought it was a very... ...boarded my money over me. Well, just a weird flex. But... It wasn't a... F- Alright, yeah, maybe. Well, I mean... Maybe I'm flexing on, you know... <laughs> Maybe I'm flexing on young Sam, like, hey, I've got all the money in the world to buy all the video games, you little shit. I'd prefer to have enough money to buy multiple video games and lots of cheesecakes, so you're doing pretty good. <laughs> I realise, though, that, that I flex on my younger self, but then my younger self didn't have the time to play them anyway because he had a mother that was like, no, go out and get some sun. Do some jumping jacks. Do some jumping jacks. No, I'm not going to buy you video games, understandably, because I didn't have a job. I wasn't paying for them. Nope. So... Yeah, I um this week have gotten into uh started a new hobby, uh automotive design. <laughs> My parents bought me a 1300 piece Lego set for Christmas. It is a combi truck. It is. Van. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure I could build a car now. Yeah, from scratch. Yeah. Um I'm sure it's probably annoying you to no end because it's uh, me and boss make the same noises now when i'm making lego and he's pooping yeah just, just when he's in the box the <laughs> trying to find lego bits it's one of those sounds that i just completely erased from my memory because i haven't played with lego in years mm. but it, nor have i good lord is it a unique sound of just hand sifting through piles of lego just plastic on plastic on plastic and fucking yeah and because and you raise a good point you expected because it all comes in a box but they're all in separate bags yeah there's you know a a handful of lego bits in separate bags and you said well why don't you go bag by bag and i said to you well that's not how they've designed it 
So then to me it's just counterproductive. Like, I get that they need to have them in a bag so that should the box break, they won't go everywhere. Why are they not just in the one bag? If they're not using the bags to group them by function. Yeah, it is kind of wasteful. So do better, Lego. Come on, Lego. That's what I'm trying to say. You And also just Is it Swiss or Swedish? Lego. Swiss. I think. Mm. Um Yeah. But yeah, that sound I We'll be watching something and it's perfect, like you're quietly putting your combi man together and there's like, Because I put them all in a tub <laughs> and to keep, you know, Boss from eating any, he nearly ate some mm. on the first night that I was putting it together. That was exciting. Um, and I will, you know, it's all in a tub and there will be like a bit where it's like, yeah, you got to find a little L-shaped piece in amongst everything. And it's like, all right. And you're looking, there's, there's been times where I'm looking for about half an hour for a fucking piece of lego <laughs> and i just sort of get to a point where i'm like you know what i'm going to treat this like a like i'm a gold miner in the gold rush days and just like pick up scoops full and just like sort of sift it out in hope and i i, I react to it like i found gold as well you really like it's delightful <laughs> and i'm always very happy to hear your elated shrieks of delight upon finding and it, it is a moment of elation and then it's then it's well got to find the next piece oh. <laughs> like this is one of many many reasons why i don't want children like can you imagine oh. that and it would be all over the floor they wouldn't make it properly they they wouldn't coordinate their colors together on their designs it would just be like you know, blue and red and yellow and just orange and just, it would be a nightmare. Do they do orange Lego? I feel like Lego is mostly like primary colours, if not some secondary. There would have to be a set that's Lego. I forgot to tell a you. A set that's Lego? <laughs> there would have to be There would have to be a set with orange pieces. I forgot to tell you, rumour is, yeah. there may be an Untitled Goose Game Lego set. Oh, that would be so good. So. That would almost be worth the noise. I have been making this thing and having a lot of fun and going, you know what? I could get more into this. But then I sort of go, nah. <laughs> I think for me, the kicker is, and I do promise we'll get on to the actual discussion of this week's pod shortly, but... When will they get to the fireworks factory? <laughs> I think for me, I'm like it's just me being very um, defeatist, I guess. Like... It's cool, like, you put together a thing made out of blocks, you made it yourself, but then you just have a thing made out of blocks that you have to put somewhere in your house, like... Oh, it's probably going to go up there. Yeah, like, it'll look good, but, like, I can only ever see myself doing it maybe twice, or, Mm. like... Yeah, you need to have the the display space. And, yeah, and, I don't know. Yeah, like, obviously there's a... There's an appeal there that's just not hitting me, but yeah. But moving on, before we get to the song, um, mm-hmm. we've been watching a lot of It's Always Sunny <laughs> lately, and there's an episode that really resonated with us. Yeah. Um, Dennis and Dee start up a podcast, and it's because Frank is recording them, and he's asked, why are you like tape recording them? And Frank says, what? They've got good banter. And we kind of just looked at each other and we're just like, oh, banter, hey, Mm -hmm. because that's what we've got. Yeah. And so we kind of realized the dichotomy is you and me are are Dean Dennis. Dynamic, do you mean? 
dynamic show. Yeah. You and I are Dennis and Dee, mm-hmm. and Richard is Frank. Yeah. <laughs> Watching and listening to our podcast while <laughs> eating crackers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. All right. Shall we? Yep, let's do it. Get into Survivor by Destiny's Child. So, Samuel, what can you tell us about Destiny's Child? A lot. This is a pretty stacked uh, research episode. Lots and lots and lots of dot points. There's probably a good, you know, 20 dot points in this one. Um, so, active from 1990 to about 2006. Mm-hmm. Coming from Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. Was not expecting that one. Don't know why. Yeah. Moved on past it pretty quickly, though. They... We kind of discovered that they actually weren't formally known as, but they were a separate group going by the name Girl Time. Girls Time. Girls Time, and that's Time with a Y as well. Yes. How they should have... Uh, it was probably a bit too early 90s. If this was 96, 97, that girl was going to be spelt with a Z. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah, so... There's something interesting about Girls' Time because it was, as we said, it was a previous group, mm. and then a few members from that then formed Destiny's Child. Yeah, yeah. So, the initial Destiny's Child quartet comprised of, um, you may have heard of her, Beyonce Knowles. Yeah, look, it rings a bell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kelly Rowland, Latavia Robison, and Latoya Puckett. No, it's Luckett, isn't it? Latoya Luckett, I believe. Latoya Luckett, I believe my Google Docs corrected it to Puckett. And I want to ask you, Google Docs, what the fuck is a Puckett? Yeah, it's Latoya Luckett. Latoya Luckett. All right. Sorry, Latoya. I um, <laughs> My Google Docs got you wrong. I misread it as Latoya Tuckett at some point, so we're just not... We, we had a moment before editing the podcast, before re- recording, and I was like, Latoya Puckett. You were like, no, it's Latoya Tuckett. And then you were like, wait, no, it's Latoya Luckett. And we were <laughs> like, well, I guess we're both the assholes. So, yeah, sorry, Latoya. <laughs> Google Docs has done you dirty. Yeah. So, they would sign with Columbia Records in 1997. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michelle Williams and Farrah Franklin would would replace Robison and Luckett. <laughs> Luckett on Destiny's Child's Break Destiny Child's Destinies? <laughs> Destinies. Destiny's Child <laughs> Child's Breakout nineteen ninety album, The Writings on the Wall. Can I do you mind if I just take that one again from the top? Yeah, but I'm not I'm not editing it because that's comedy gold. <laughs> that's fine. So Destiny's Child signed with Columbia Records in nineteen ninety seven. Oh, I nailed that one. Uh, and then Michelle Williams and Farrah Franklin replaced Robison and Luckett on Destiny's Child's breakout album, The Writings on the Wall, which they released in nineteen ninety nine. You did it so good. Yeah. Um, 
And so Robertson and Luckett would leave, sort of citing that there was favoritism between to, towards Beyonce Knowles and Kelly Rowland. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can kind of maybe understand that because Matthew Knowles, Beyonce's father, was their manager. Yes. So. Huh. <laughs> sure. Uh, but it's kind of interesting. So the writings on the wall had the the astonishingly huge song "Say My Name." Mm-hmm. And Farrah Franklin recorded on this album. She was on the film clip. Mm-hmm. On the album art, there is four women. Yeah. But she was only within this group for five months. Yeah, that sucks. It sucks, but it's kind of wild to think that you were a part of... Imagine imagine being the fifth member of the Foo Fighters when they recorded Everlong. Well, I mean, essentially the drummer guy. Well, it was like three members, because Dave Grohl pulled, like, double duty. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I guess that's essentially mirroring the fact that the drummer left. Yeah. Like... Or imagine... Imagine being, like, the fifth member of the Beatles when they recorded Yellow Submarine. <laughs> Wait, no, it has to be something that's beforehand. And I don't know enough about music to... What do you mean? Like... So someone who was there for the breakout but was only there to just for a second. So, like, if they were... If that fifth elusive Beatle had been there to record, like, I want to hold your hand. Or... Yes. yes. There you go. And then left. <laughs> left... Before you, before you even probably toured it. Yeah, that that would be shit house. It's kind of wild, and because I think I asked you, I was like, "How many members of Destiny's Child were there?" And you're like, four. I was like, "Well, yeah, at some point, yeah, there was." You're I not was wrong. correct. Yes, you're not wrong. Yes, but that was right. A lot of the time, they were just three. Yes, uh, they would win two Grammy awards, um, one for. Alright, let me get ready for this one. Two for best R&B performance by a duo or group with vocals. Mm-hmm. That's the title of the award. And best R&B song. Excellent. Uh, and they would also be nominated for 14 Grammy Awards. Yep. Well done. So, yeah, that's some <laughs> stuff about Destiny's Child. Now, about the song. Came from the uh, the same... T- the uh, Album Survivor, 2001. I forgot the word that's like, same, like if the song's the same as the album. So. Self, that's not self-titled. No. <laughs> Came from the album of the same name. Album of the same name. Survivor. Survivor. Which was released in 2001. And that's where they would win the aforementioned <laughs> uh, Best Performance Award. And by best performance, I mean... Best R&B performance by a duo or group with vocals. Yeah. <laughs> Does that mean that's there's one that doesn't have vocals? What? No. With as with vocals, <laughs> I can I can only assume there's an instrumental one. No. <laughs> so it was written by Anthony Dent, Beyonce, and her father, the aforementioned Matthew Knowles. Yep. Um, Billboard named it the song. <laughs> Billboard named the song number forty on their list of one hundred greatest girl group songs of all time. They sure did. They sure did. 
just... I feel like I feel like we need Ron Howard's just narration. Yeah, like, they sure did. They sure did. I'm just you're dying because we didn't get cheesecake. I'm not. I just 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 the just the way you're stumbling over some of the words. It just makes me think of Ken Brockman saying abortion. Abortion. <laughs> Koala. France. France. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So chart performance. Do you mind if I take it from yeah, there for no, a bit? No, no, not at all. <laughs> not in the slightest. All right. So Survivor reached number seven on the ARIA charts. It reached number two in Canada, number four in Denmark, number one in Ireland, Norway, and the United Kingdom, and also number one in the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a quote that Sam, <laughs> Sam, fuck. Samuel. <laughs> We're really strong. We need, we need my dad to give you your full name. <laughs> Emma. <laughs> to like, to really, you know, snap you into shape. I blame this all on a severe lack of cheesecake. All right. So this is a quote that Samuel Lifted from Wikipedia. Shamelessly, I might add. Yes. And we've covered a bit of this already, but it does lead into some of our extra points. So. In 1999, Destiny's child members Latavia Robertson and Latoya Luckett split from Beyonce and Kelly Rowland and were replaced by Michelle Williams and Farrah Franklin. However, soon afterwards, Franklin was also dropped and dismissed from the group. According to Beyonce Knowles, I've just put in Beyonce because we could have misconstrued it as her dad, I don't know. I always forget that there's more. Yeah. According to Knowles, the group was compared to the reality series Survivor, which inspired her to, quote, write us out of all that negativity. However, former group members Latoya Luckett and Latavia Robertson filed a lawsuit against Knowles, Roland, and former manager Matthew Knowles with regards to this song. They claimed some of the lyrics in Survivor... Such as, quote, you thought I wouldn't sell without you sold nine million, violated a previous agreement that prevented either party from insulting the other. I didn't realise that there was such a thing as basically a no diss clause. Because I remember you say <laughs> when you were explaining this to me, and I think you were just saying no diss clause, but I thought you meant that you couldn't remember the name. So I was like, yeah, an NDA, like, of course. No disclosure. But non-disclosure. Non-disclosure. But, like, no, yeah. But that's that's saying, like, I'm not going to tell... Like, if they were secretly aliens and <laughs> and Luckett and Robertson had signed an agreement to say, no, we won't tell Earth that you're, you know, trying to harvest our sweet, sweet honey, then, you know, and then they went against that, then they would get sued. But, yeah... That's a, that's a non-disclosure agreement. But, yeah, it's pretty wild that they had them... The scope, I guess, to, like, undertake legal action for being dissed. But then, like, they must have had that. They must have had some sort of, like, yeah, okay, we'll leave, but don't, you know, don't slam us in any of your songs or anything like that, you know? Yeah. Because I guess it does... Yeah, I guess if if Destiny's Child does become a success, then... I don't know. But, like... Yeah, it... I, yeah, I, I sort of, I wonder if they set up the no diss sort of, like, and it sounds like we're making it a lot more formal than it actually was, but, like, I wonder if they set it up mostly to sort of cover the 
remaining Destiny's Child members in terms of, like, the ones who had left weren't able to talk mm. shit about them. Yep. But then they were like, oh, yeah, no, we can say all. Like, like it, goes, <laughs> it goes both ways. It's so weird. I Yeah. I've never really heard of anything like that before. I mean, could you imagine if rap had something like that? Or, all the barbs that rappers throw at each other? Or just, I don't know, you just see so many beefs amongst all bloody, like, yeah. I don't know, when My Chemical Romance and The Used. Yeah. Like, when Bert and Gerard had their falling out, like... I remember it was, e- it was either in Revolver or Kerrang! And when that happened, like, every page number had... It was just this, like, funny... They'd taken a picture of Gerard and Bert's head and put them on these cartoon boxes. It's like, boxing <laughs> each other. And it was, like, every page. It was like, for fuck's sake, really? No, that's funny. But... So who then had the rights to perform the cover of Under Pressure that they did together? Well, it ended up being released on a special edition, I think, of In Love and Death. So that's the used? Yes. Yeah. But... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, and I think that's where it sort of stemmed from, wasn't it? Was something to do with which band ultimately, I don't you know. You are the fan of both of I'm, these. I know, but it was so long ago. I'm not attacking you. Like, I'm going to put out a no disc clause to you. Like, well, fine. No, no sass clause. <laughs> well, you've already taken out a no you, cheesecake clause you, and see you, where that got you. You could take a, a no... <laughs> No talk clause. <laughs> I'd be owing you money. You would be in jail. I, <laughs> I, I'd be the first person in Australia in like 60 years to get put on death row. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because I would just talk so much so fast. <laughs> oh, man. So I looked into this and all I could find was, yeah, the suit was settled. Yeah, I... Yeah. And look, it possibly was them going, hey, like, don't make fun of us, also give us money. I mean, I kind of hope so. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Samuel. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you think of the song? Or should we talk about the video first? Uh, let's go through... Well, I mean, the video, there was not too much information about it. I looked into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so did I, by which I mean I watched it. <laughs> we we watched it. It was directed by David Grant. Yes. Uh, he has worked with such acts as Destiny's Child, Aaliyah, and Genuine, just to name a few. Excellent. Did I say it right? Aaliyah? Ali- yep. yep, Aaliyah. Aaliyah, yep. all right. And it just basically it follows them as they survive on an uninhabited island. And again, that was from the Wikipedia page, but then I wrote, well, why is there a tribe of background dancers that they meet up with. I think... Yeah, and you've noted here that it won the 2001 MTV Video Award for Best R&B Video. It's a cool video, but I don't quite get the premise of it. Like, so they're washed up ashore. They then have to fend for themselves. But then, oh, look, there's clothes, and they just so happen to be in our size, made out of various... Mm. Pelts pelts. and scraps. And there's someone on the periphery who looks like they're supposed to be maybe threatening, but then they all end up dancing together. Well, they go into a spring. Yes, that's right. water. Yes, they they hunt, they... 
they do the same effect from Everlong with the water over the camera oh, yeah. in certain parts. It's like the it's like the talking heads where it's just singular yeah. you know, members. And I noticed it most, you know, significantly with Callie Rowland. It's yes. like the water sort of cascading over the camera. Yeah. Like your hair looks that good, you're not getting it wet. God no. No. Um Yeah, and then they meet up with these local people and dance. But then as soon as they see a helicopter flying over there, they're like, oh shit, yes, freedom. And they just bail on the group. Yeah, and don't take them with them. <laughs> Which, I, like, I guess I mean, if they are residents of that island, then maybe that's fine. But it just... Residents wearing camo jeans and tank tops. Uh, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just... Yeah. Like, very just sort of... Early two thousands pop oh, video, so like just 2000s. that fantasy kind of scene. Not much of a narrative there, but yeah, I don't know. And even like Beyonce is doing like the crawling on the beach at the start. Isn't that didn't Christina Aguilera do that in the Genie in the Bottle film clip? I think so. Like crawled along the sand on the beach. And then she also Beyonce also did it to some degree during the Drunken Love video clip as well. So yeah. I want to see this go full dark. Okay, this film clip. I want it to go. <laughs> sure. Okay. I want it to go full dark. I want her. I want Beyonce to um, instill that natural competitive edge that I'm sure she probably has, mm-hmm. and that you know fighting spirit and that will to be number one. And I want. To see her murder the other two and, and consume them like she did in the success that she had over the other two. <laughs> Metaphorically, of course. It would be kind of great to see these kinds of videos that are that sort of fantastical kind just take on, like, yeah, you sort of picture, like, stranded on an island, like Lord of the Flies, let's do it. Well, I said, I made the joke, like, well, we know what happened to her. Yeah. <laughs> we know what happened to the fourth. She was Lord of the Flight. Oh, man. But, yeah, I don't know. It's a cool video. Um, it's, yeah, we had brunch with our friend Helen today. Shoutouts to you, Helen. Hello. Um, and, yeah, Helen very correctly noted that Say My Name would have to be the pinnacle of... That's a cool film clip. It is a very cool That's film That's a really clip. cool film clip. I've, to make this really cool, maybe they have to be on the run from the law and they have to go first blood in all survival aspects and they have to murder the law and the law yeah the law what's the law like the police uh-huh i i'm th- i just keep i don't know why i keep thinking of that fallout boy film clip where they're eating each other's organs oh man that yeah that's such a cool film clip it is a very cool film clip it deeply upset me the first time i watched it but or the Duran Gray film clip where they maybe eat a mermaid woman? I don't know. <laughs> They're a cool band, though. I wonder if it would just taste like fish. Well, don't they say human flesh tastes like chicken? Ooh. So, like, chicken fish. Jesus. Surf and turf. Oh, no. That, <laughs> no, that's beef. That's beef. <laughs> anyway. What do you think of the song? It's good. It's... Look... I definitely fucked with it when I was a kid. I was like, hell yeah, Destiny's Child. I think this film clip might have been a bit of an awakening for me. 
You say that about basically, well, not every. You've said that about two now. Any video clip that involves a scantily clad woman. What's the other one? Britney Spears. Oh, not sometimes, though. Oh, no, but oops, I did it again, though. Yeah, and what you've already. <laughs> you've got your eyes widened, like nodding, like manically. Yeah, because I'm remembering what it was to be an 11 year old boy just discovering what his body was doing. <laughs> and this film clip kept coming on every 10 minutes. This is gross. Not that you should be ashamed of your sexuality, I'm just saying. This is deeply uncomfortable. Stop kink shaming me. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I like it. I think I always just assumed it was about a relationship. So I was like, yep, girl yeah. power, cool. But look into those lyrics and maybe they really are fucking with the previous members. And that, like, I don't... Like, hearing it with that lens, I find it really petty, and I it's, don't it's like it. It's punching down. Yeah. It's it's 100% punching down, because you were already successful at that point. Yeah. And you know what, you you know how you, you know how you get the, like, upper hand, or you know how you, you beat that person? You sort of just say, well, you're not, you're not even in my periphery enough to respond. Yeah. Living well is the best revenge, Living well say. is the best revenge. So, yeah, like, the lyric that we talked about before, you thought I wouldn't sell without you sold nine million, like, that's pretty obvious. But then, like, yeah, there's, I think it's the, yeah, the bridge, or bridges. Yeah, Kelly Rowland's bridge. Like, I'm wishing you the best, pray that you are blessed, bring much success, no stress, and lots of happiness. So um, that's kind of cool. That's cool, but then immediately after that, I'm not going to blast you on the radio. Well, you are right now. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to lie on you and your family. Yep, that's fine. I'm not going to hate on you in the magazines. That's fine. You're not doing that. I'm not going to compromise my Christianity. You know I'm not going to diss you on the internet because my mama taught me better than that. But like... You kind of did. It contradicts itself. Yeah. Like definitely on the radio. Yeah, and that's... Yeah, I'm not going to blast you on the radio. It's like... Let's... Can I unpack the line... I'm not going to compromise my Christianity. Yes. How is... Even if they're dissing the people, dissing Robertson and Luckett, mm-hmm. and maybe even to a degree Farah Abrams, mm-hmm. but she got kicked out anyway. Yeah. Um, how is any of that dissing... Like, compromising your Christianity? I guess it's the... What's that, um treat others the way you wish to be treated kind of love thy neighbor oh yeah which again i don't know yeah all right but look i just thought maybe it was like you making me think of murdering you or something no no it's just i think yeah not going to compromise my christianity is like i'm not going to act in a way that is unchristian or not christian like okay that's the way i took it yeah to mean um So, like, but then in saying that, I have, like, I do enjoy diss songs that are this sort of tongue-in-cheek kind of thing. Like, immediately, Taylor Swift's This Is Why We Can't Have Nice Things comes to mind. And there's, like, a bridge in that um, where it's that same sort of, like, here's why I'm not going to a salty bitch right mm. now like isn't the bad blood song and film clip basically about Katy Perry uh some I I don't know it's one of those ones where it 
Yeah, I think it is. Well, no, I don't know. I can't remember. But it's just... Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. I think it is. I don't know. Just, like, I'm, I'm just coming back to Destiny's Child now. And I watched this video and, and listened to the song and you can 100% see that this is... Pro- I mean, definitely, like, as we said, Matthew Knowles, Beyonce's father, was the manager. This is 100% a vehicle to get Beyonce well and truly over. Mm. This, is, this is a vehicle to make Beyonce the star. Like, especially in the film clip, like, you watch, like, she's 99% of it in the middle. Yeah. Eyes always go towards the person in the middle. I mean, for me, anyway. Mm. She has the majority of the vocals. Yep. She's even... Little things I noticed, like, when they're in, they're in the pelts. And she has the best hair. She has, like, the, like, most stylized. Mm. Yeah. Whereas the other two kind of... Not to say they're not, you know... All, like, they they don't also have, like great looking hair but yeah you know what i mean again it's one like before i keep going so i've just pulled up the lyrics to this is why we can't have nice things so the one that i'm thinking of is so it's in the bridge as well where taylor is sort of toasting to all the people who have been there when she was being bullied by everyone else and yeah one of the last stanzas the stanzas is and here's to you because forgiveness is a nice thing to do but then she sort of laughs and says, I can't even say it with a straight face. Like, it's... Yeah, like, I'm being a bit rich, being like, I don't like this song, it's mean, when, like, I fully endorse it in other... Who's Taylor Swift is singing that song? Uh, Kim and Kanye, mostly. Yeah, but... Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, but... Yeah, but, like, maybe... Maybe... Luckett and Robertson maybe just said something, whereas Kanye West was has basically been a, a shit to Taylor Swift that for is the true. majority of her career. They had that whole thing of, you know, pretending that she agreed to those pretty horrible lyrics that she said that she said was like, Oh yeah, that's fine. Yeah. They you know, in his film clip where he had a model look like her naked in his bed yes. and she turns around and says like yeah, no, I don't forgive you. No, that's true. Like, there's a little bit more, and that is, you know, like, Kanye is a villain, and sorry to all the Kanye stands out there, but he's kind of a villain in that regards. Like, yeah. And, you know, that is a moment of her going, no, nah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk shit about a bully, essentially. Yeah, true. No, Whereas we don't quite know what the other two members of Destiny's Child said they might have just said, wow, we don't like your new songs. And then Beyonce turned around. And again, sorry to the Beyonce stands out there. We think Beyonce is great, but hey, this song does come across as a little bit like punching down. Yeah, no. That um, is a good point. A little bit. Um, so, yeah, in a similar vein, I fully agree that this was sort of a project to set up Beyonce to be the behemoth that she is today. But again... I want to see that crossover between Beyonce and Behemoth. That would be sick, The yes. Polish black metal band. Yep. Yep. Um, but again, this kind of thing happens a lot. Oh, like, we, we watched... Well, like Taylor Swift. Like, 
Taylor Swift wasn't in the group, though. No, but she had a leg up from her dad. Like, her dad essentially got her set up with everything. In the country music scene as well. Yes. Which then boosted... Okay, yeah. yeah. Right. But I'm, I'm talking more in, like, the group Group dynamic. dynamics, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, we even watched some... Oh, ages and ages back, we watched some NSYNC videos. And you can tell, mm. oh, they had big plans for Justin. Yeah. And I think there was, like, one of the other guys was like, Maybe if Justin doesn't succeed. Yeah, you could sort of see that it earmarked another one, like just in case. Just in case, yeah. Justin. Yeah. Just in case mm. um, he doesn't succeed. It's like One Direction. Yeah. People yeah. were going, oh, once Harry leaves, he's going to explode. And so that's why it was like, oh, fuck yeah, Zane. Go out and go out and get it first. Yeah, Zane rules. Like, that was awesome. Like, oh, wow. Okay, kind of. Like, let's say Harry Styles isn't, you know, wildly successful and, you know, you yeah. know he's not writing wildly successful music, but it kind of was like... Oh, it was I, a that... very good statement to be like, nah, fuck it, I'm going. It was kind <laughs> of almost like, that was kind of almost like taking his moment. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was supposed to be me. I'm Harry Styles and I got the long brown hair. And I feel terrible. And I'm really pretty. Uh... But yeah, it's just like... They're... It's almost like, let's get you really successful in this, and then let's make you more successful somewhere else. Yeah. It even, like, going back even further to, like, Phil Collins in yeah. Genesis. yep. Then left. But I feel like, I almost feel like Phil Collins did it himself. I don't know. Mm. All I know is Susu Studio is a banger. Mm-hmm. Can we do that at karaoke next time? Yeah. Yeah, all right, cool. Definitely. Oh. Um, Just breaking stuff. <laughs> so... Yeah, I don't just, yeah, they're not always, but it is kind of interesting to see that kind of sinister dynamic that can be behind, like, engineering these bands. Like, they've already got the people like, oh yeah, this will be the focal point. We can take this person so far. Like, yeah, it's... But even, like, it didn't work for Backstreet Boys. Like, Backstreet Boys yeah. mustn't have had that one member that could go, you know what, I'm good on my own. I Even... feel like they thought it was going to be Nick, and then he kind of went off the rails a bit, didn't he? Do you mean Aaron? Aaron wasn't in the Backstreet Boys. Aaron wasn't Boys. in the Backstreet Boys, but Aaron lost his mind. Yeah, but didn't Nick also... I thought Nick was really well adjusted. Oh, I, I don't, don't know. know. I'm also then thinking of, like, Robbie Williams in Take That. Yeah. He got kicked... I think he got kicked out of Take That, and then was like... You know what? I'm going to do a song where I'm talking to the DJ and I'm ripping my skin off and I'm just going to be a skeleton at the end. And now I'm just a skeleton, but it's worth it because I'm a really, really rich skeleton. What the hell was that move- video? The I Don't Want to Rock DJ. Oh, He's Christ. Trying to get, have you not watched it? I'm sure I have, but I cannot we remember. We need to watch it. He's in, a room, he's in a club, basically, and he's trying to get the attention of the girls and no one will pay attention to him. So he starts pulling off his skin and throwing it at them. Mm. And eventually, like, it, there is, it, there is like a sort of really creepy scene where he's like fleshless, but then it gets to he's a dancing skeleton, and the skeleton is so wonderfully nineteen ninety nine CGI to the ass. Yes, and he also had that pretty decent song with Kylie Minogue. He did. Yeah, kids. kids. We should do that as well at karaoke. All right. Um, I feel like we're digressing a bit. Yeah. So, the song, yeah, I like it. I, I can't tell if the 
start is violins or some kind of synth or something. I feel like it's keyboard strings or something. Keyboard strings, probably. It over-dramatizes the song, but I kind of like that it over-dramatizes the song. Mm. It's... Yeah. I don't know if it takes itself too seriously or if it's aware enough. It probably isn't aware enough. Do you mean like in... Okay. Lyrically... Self-awareness. Self-aware that it's lyrically, but it kind of... Yeah, I I don't know. I think it's very much a product of its time. Like... But again, sort of now that I'm viewing it with not so much a girl power message and more like a yep. girls tearing down other girls. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, Ugh. but like, it's, yeah, it's a very sort of hype, like and empowering could... kind of song. And to me, that's where like the dramatic like strings or what, like it makes sense. Um, You're leaving me to flounder here a bit. Sorry, no, I have to leave that. <laughs> No, and, and it is that thing, like, if it was about, hey, I had a bad relationship, mm. and it could very well be that. It could very well be this was a bad relationship amongst a band, amongst mm. a group, and they feel justified to, you know, write this song. But it's like, you wrote this song two years after you became very successful. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's it's a good song, but it's not their best. Um, no, I do kind of wish that it, that we were doing Say My Name. Yeah, that would be so good. Or even the Charlie's Angels song. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, I don't feel like that would translate well to a punk cover. I don't know. But we're not talking about it. No, that's fine. <laughs> um, what was I going to... Yeah, I think it's one of those ones, like, at this age, listening to it... Yeah, I, I find it kind of... I don't know, it's a bit grating. Like, the what in the chorus does my head in. And I didn't even realise that was a thing until you pointed it out, and now I can't not hear it. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of all over the place. It just... I, I don't know. I don't know if it's just the quality of the set, like, how we were playing it back on YouTube before we started recording. It kind of, like... It almost clips the end of some of the lines in the chorus. Yeah. So it's a bit just disjointed, almost. Yeah. Or just, like... Yeah, I don't know. Like, the lyrics, how it's like... I don't know. I'm a... Hang on, where are we? So, yeah, I'm not gone... I'm not gonna stop. I'm gonna work harder. I'm gonna make it. I will survive. Keep on surviving. Like, when I was a kid, it that just sort of got obscured a bit by the what. So, like, a lot of the lyrics, I'm like, oh, okay, so that's what, like... I'm a survive... What? Yeah. I'm not gonna get what? what? <laughs> I'm not gonna... What? It's like the, yeah, he does say what a lot. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I'm very... I had a very bad joke that was like, you know, someone was in the recording studio and couldn't quite hear what they were saying. And it was like, what? <laughs> what? Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh... I'm funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shall we talk about the cover? Yeah.
So, immediately, I'm sort of hit with kind of how short and sharp this song is. It's definitely, definitely comes in at a bit of a clip. Um, yeah. You know, lengthwise. But I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to get into my thoughts on the song just yet. I'm going to get into some facts. And mm-hmm. it was a really interesting, it was really interesting looking into this band. They have no Wikipedia page. Huh. Which I think is a first. Yeah. So I had to pull my information from their last FM profile page. I think it's last FM or last.fm. No, just last FM. Last I think. FM profile page. And so um, some of it, you know, might be verbatim. I can't remember. So they were formed in the suburbs of Chicago in 1999. Mm-hmm. I feel like I probably took that from the website. I don't know. Uh, they have played all over Illinois and have toured out to California. Oh, good for them. <laughs> which, again, was that was definitely from the page. I was like, ah, mentioning that you went out to California. Yeah, look, why not? Probably their biggest claim to fame, their biggest notable exercise, I guess, was because they sort of became friends with a lot of the Chicago scene. Mm-hmm. Who was who's possibly the biggest Chicago band? Fallout Boy. Fob themselves. So they became friends with Fallout Boy and would even later introduce them to Sean O'Keefe, who would later record their album Take This to Your Grave. So yeah, if this is to be taken at face value, Knockout is directly responsible for Fallout Boy being Huge because Take This to Your Grave is a really great album. Was that their first album or just like their their first, first like proper one? So they had Evening Out with Your Girlfriend was like a yeah that was sort of like pre like it was yeah they re- they recorded it it exists it's a thing but they sort of disown it as being like a legit kind of album like it okay yeah it was it's a very scrappy very like. Early days Fallout Boy, but yeah, Take This to Your Grave is considered like their debut album. Like, so does that have Dance Dance on it? No, so that's before Dance Dance. So that has Grand Theft Autumn on it. Uh, Sugar We Going Down? No, that's on the sophomore album, the next one. Okay. Yeah. Well, so... I don't know Fallout Boy, so... <laughs> um, so yeah, this was the album that came before that. Okay. But yeah, it's a really good album. So if you were to see Fallout Boy in 2020, how many songs from that album would they still play? They close every show with Saturday, which is on Take This to Your Grave. Okay. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. So. I like that. Yeah. So this band that we could barely even get a Wikipedia page um, about may be directly responsible for the success of one of your favourite bands. And if that's the case, then I am a huge Knockout fan. Yeah. Yeah. They're a real Knockout. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> So, do we take that to mean that they're defunct? Are they still... I couldn't really find too much. Again, I wrote in there that there's not too much else to write, not too much else that was written about them. So, they could very well be... It seemed like they'd only recorded a couple albums. Yeah. So, what do you think of this cover? I really like it. I really... As I said, like it's short, it's sharp, but it's oh so sweet. <laughs> um, I feel like it's almost 
a perfect example of, and I might lose my words here, but it's almost a perfect example of a band taking a song that's not anywhere close to their genre, saying, let's turn this into our genre. Let's turn this into oh, yeah. let's turn this into a punk song and a believable punk song. Like yeah. it's it's almost like I could listen to that and go, well, that's the song that they they wrote. Yeah, and because I I kind of believe it. Yeah. Um. No, I really sort of it's this interesting kind of dynamic where he sort of has the nasally pop punk voice vocals mm. voice. I was going to say voice. <laughs> sure. But they've got that, musically, they've sort of got that fast hardness of a hardcore band, kind yeah. of. Like, it's sort of like a, you know, kind of mad ball-y sort of hardcore band. Yeah, yep. Um, I don't know, I, I kind of, but I feel like it works. Because I, I feel like Newfound Glory never got this sort of fast. No. You know, Yellow Card never got this fast. No. Though I wouldn't know. Because you wouldn't. I, because I never listened to Yellow Card <laughs> until last year. And I only know so much about them because I... Yeah. Um, no, I agree. I... Yeah, when I first heard this, I was like, man, I do not like this. But then listening to it again tonight, I like it. Like, yeah. I find the shift in, like, time signature a bit jarring between the verse and the chorus. But... Or, like, how they sort of go, like, half time back to... Or, like... Yeah to double time and then back. Um, but I like it. It's really dynamic. And yeah, I fully am on board with that thing of like, they've taken a song that is very decidedly not at all punk and they've made it their own. Like they've done a really good job of it. And I think it was the group that did sometimes by Britney Spears, how you said it sort of has that kind of snotty, Almost yeah, sound to yeah. It. And it definitely, this is exemplified in the woes. Yeah. In the world. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like at that point they're like, maybe it's a little bit ridiculous that we're doing a Destiny's Child song. Mm. Who knows? Like, it almost kind of sounds like they're sort of making fun of themselves even. Yeah. Again, I don't think they're making fun of Destiny's Child. No. Um, like, it feels genuine in what well, they're Well, I mean, doing. like, they wouldn't have put so much effort into it if... Or, like, I think if they had entered into this with the intention of just being like, ha, ah, this song sucks, it would not have turned out half. Like, yeah, no. this is a very sincere cover. And sort of in that sense, like, the ideas of, like, betrayal and, like, sort of calling people out on their shit, that's a very... Oh, that's a punk thing. That is a fucking, like... Yeah. The amount of garbage I see of, like, local punk bands being like, ooh. You think you know who your real friend like? Yeah, you think you know who your real uh, friends are. Fucking just talk to each other and you've, sort it you've out. You've got that like copied and pasted in a wiki of just shit that you're gonna say yeah. on any given Thursday. So like in that sense, I feel like they can only be picking fun at this kind of a song so far because this is exactly the kind of shit that hardcore and punk bands. And metal and all that. Mm. They sing about a lot. Like, yeah. And, you know, you, besides, like, the whole dissing lyrics, um, you know, a lot of it would be, you know, I'm a survivor because I'm, you know, rose up from something that I shouldn't have... You know, I became something that I shouldn't have. 
basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, you do hear that a lot in this sort of. Well, yeah, just that idea of like paying well. your dues and yeah. yeah. Um, but something interesting about this is they took out the Michelle Williams part. Oh. So, like I said, like it's short, and that definitely shortens it as well. Mm. I can't say I missed that bit though. Like, and I feel like that's where it would sort of tip the balance into, okay, this is getting a bit silly now. Mm. Like, because that's, yeah, to me, Michelle's bridge is where it really gets overwrought. Like, yeah. I, yeah, that to me is where it makes it very obvious that they're being like, oh, well, we're doing fine. Thanks very much for yeah. asking. Like, <laughs> um,. And yeah, I can't imagine that translating well into Knockout's version at all. You're an idiot for saying the things that that you said about us, but I'm not going to say it because my mum told me not to. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. No, I, I'm really impressed with this cover. Like, it took me a while, but yeah, it's good. I feel like I almost want to listen to the whole pop, the whole first pop album, like... Front to back. Front to back. Because I feel like that whole album is kind of a banger. It's pretty good. Like, because I would, I would walk home this week and I'd listen to this and I'd be like, yeah, actually, I do want to listen to Everywhere by, covered by um, Yellow Card. That's mm. a sweet song. I can't remember what else is on. Oh, the Belinda Carlisle one was yeah. a good one. So, yeah, it's pretty, pretty dope. It is a very quality comp. I like it. But, I uh, like it. So I think we'll keep that short, sharp, and sweet on yeah. Knockout, and let's move on to some other covers. Sure. Now, I know when I was a lad, I used to enjoy... I've got my notes here as well. I used to enjoy a group... Well, a couple songs by a group by the name of Zebrahead. Mm. And they have also done a cover of Survivor. I'm sure have. believe they did it i would have to check um oh but check is the song that they wrote as well which was on tony hawk's pro skater 3 the soundtrack i think you mean tony hawk's pro tony skater hawk's pro skater 3, skater 3. thanks very much uh, pro skateboarder 3 um and is it pro skateboarder i always thought it was just pro skater oh, i could be pro skater anyway it probably is um so zebrahead did a cover of wannabe by spice Girls, <laughs> and that's a pretty sweet cover 
Hell yeah. I think, uh, yeah, like I said, like, I'm pretty sure it was them. It could have been at that stage of, like, downloading songs where people, someone may have swapped the, you know, the band over that did it. But, um, so they do a cover of this. And I feel like, I'm pretty sure if I look into it, it was like 2009 they did this cover. Mm-hmm. It was somewhat recent, but even that was 11 years ago. Um, yeah, I, that's depressing. Anyway. <laughs> I kind of hate this version, though. See, I like it. Like, again, I've sort of flipped since I first heard it, because I was like, oh, this is so much better than Knockouts 1. What are you talking about? But now, to me, it's a lot more generic, but I still like it. I would love to kind of sh- put this next to Papa Roach's Last Resort. And I feel like you'd go... <laughs> Oh, those are pretty similar. But Last Resort rules. Does it, though? I don't know. The chorus does. <laughs> but like, even the even the the keyboard string part, they do it on guitar, and it sounds like Last Resort. And he comes in with those sort of rap-style vocals that Papa Roach does. And I'm just like, I really don't enjoy Papa Roach. See, but to me, it doesn't come across so much as rap vocals as just... Your Sum 41-esque kind of just fast delivery, but not like rap rock or anything. <sighs> to me, it has that kind of cadence, though. And we don't say yeah. rap like they're not rhyming, but they they do have that sort of... I can see if this dude has a microphone, he's he's putting a swagger on on stage right. as he sings this. Okay. I could see that in my mind. Like, that's what he's doing. Yep. Um, whereas, and as I said to you, like Sum 41... I don't know, I kind of, like, his voice is kind of cool. And we're talking not about the lead singer of Sum 41, but we're talking about when the drummer comes in from time to time. And, you know, he does kind of, again, have that sort of cadence to it. But he also, he's used sparingly. He's not in every song. Yeah. And, I don't know, there's just something less obnoxious about Sum 41. Really? I don't know. Oh, I think so. Well, cool. Alright, well tell us what you like about this song then. No. <laughs> I just, I don't know, I like it. It's just like a scrappy punk rock cover. You know what I do like though? What? I do like the woes in this song. Whoa! Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like I never listened to Zebrahead as a kid. I knew who they were, but like I knew the name, but... They were kind of a really weird one, and I I'd need to check into like what Wikipedia labels them as. They weren't quite a punk band. They weren't quite a new metal band. They were just sort of because like they had all the elements. Like they had a, I'm pretty sure they had a DJ, mm-hmm. and they had like I said the 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 rap style vocals. Um, Okay, Zebrahead is an American punk rock band from Orange County, California. I think I said that in one of the episodes that we did from another Orange County-based band. Hell yeah. Oh, here you go. But genres punk rock, pop punk, rap rock, rap metal, rap core, ska punk. Okay. Um, Yeah, it's... It just... It's a lot of crap that just doesn't work with me. That just doesn't gel with me. And it's... There are other bands that do it better. I would listen to a Limp Biscuit over this. And I don't say yeah. that. I won't say that too often. But I would <laughs> listen to a Limp Biscuit over this. Sure. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I'm just thinking of that 
my brother, my brother and me bit about Limp Biscuit. Okay. Um, look, I don't have much more to add to it. I think it's fine. Sure. You're allowed to have your opinion. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it. You, your opinion might be wrong, but you're allowed to have it. I think we can probably agree on the next one, though. Yes. So, the next one... Um... Fuck. How do we pronounce it? It's two-way? I think it's two-way. Two-wee? So it's two, capital W-E-I. And this one, it was done for a trailer of something, wasn't it? Uh, the latest Tomb Raider movie. Yeah. With Alicia Vikander. And I never saw it. I Apparently it's pretty bad, though. I have zero interest in seeing it, so that doesn't change my decision either way. It um, kind of, I think it was supposed to sort of follow along the the latest Tomb Raider movies, which is kind of gritty. Cool. I really do not care. <laughs> just, read the, just read the thing, then. <laughs> well, it just has a dot point that says two-way. I've read it. And I think that's what it. What do you want from me? Um, this, to like, this falls into the genre of sort like, slow, breathy, kind of... It's tr- a... Yeah, sorry. Trying to be Massive Attack-esque kind of atmospheric music. Yeah. Which is solely... I think the blame can be placed solely on the likes of The Hunger Games and... Um, Sucker Punch and like I just I could very much do without this genre in my life you can and I think it's died out yeah but this was you can imagine it it's it's all bass and like heavy bass drops incredibly slow yeah and this is a guy who one of his favourite genres of music is Death Doom but man it's just slow and it's just boring and it just it's only purpose is to be on a trailer for a movie. Yeah. I feel like it's because it doesn't even do the it, it barely doesn't even do the verses. Like it has the the beginning. Like you know, thought I would be thought thought I wouldn't be here without you. Now I'm stronger. Yeah. And then it just basically just she just keeps repeating, "I'm a survivor." Yeah. I'm not going to give up. But it's like slow, and it's the only thing I can give it is it has a good marching beat to it at a certain point. Yeah. It just... I don't know. I feel like if I'm going to enjoy this song, I have to be that guy in the picture. You know the one, and it's like the guy sitting in the chair and there's the giant speaker Mm. in front of him. I have to be that guy because I have to be, you know, in a wall of bass, basically. (laughs) I need to be ensconced in bass, and I'm not on my computer 
on my computer speakers. Have you ever been to a show where, like, the bass is so heavy that yeah, it's just, you, like, yeah. rattling your rib? I love that feeling. I I used to hate it. I, I, when I was going through, like, sick anxiety and I'd go yeah. see a band and... I could feel it in my stomach, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to throw up. And how am I oh, going to th- no. how am I going to throw up in a place like this around people? I'm probably going to spew on the ground, and people are going to hate me. Oh no! And I never did, but that's how my brain works sometimes. Uh, like it's no wonder I've I think I've got tinnitus, tinnitus, however you pronounce it. Just yeah, so many. I believe it's tetanus. Yep, <laughs> probably got that too. Who knows? Um... Yeah, so many shows just being like, oh, this feels cool. Just like, bass, just like, wah, like right in the core yeah. of my being. Um, yeah, I feel like that's the only way I could enjoy this song it's, cover. It's just so boring. And I, there was just a spate of just songs like this for trailers. And it basically was. It was just for trailers. Yeah. And you can, I'm sure you, the kind listener, can imagine what it is like. They, they did it a lot for like in alien invasion movies, and it's just like, boom, yeah, and then they, and then repeat it because I'm not going to repeat it. But it's like that's not, or is it music? I don't know. I don't want to be that guy that's like that's not music. Uh, yeah, it. I don't know. Anyway, I don't. Yeah, it's boring. No, nah. it sucks. Get it out of my head. It's just yeah. I don't know. It's just dull. It's formulaic and it's boring. But finally, we have Animal in Me. I'm largely indifferent to this one, I think. It comes and goes with me. I I like... So it very much just sort of apes the original. But it's got... It's got that sort of like heavy instrumentation, which I think adds a much-needed oomph to it. Yeah. I think she's a really strong vocalist. Yeah, she's incredible. And I could take just her. Mm. I don't need the... the guy coming in with his yells yeah i kind of feel like like yeah i'm assuming a lot here in that they both assist like they both identify as male and female but like if that's the case it's just like his input is very much undermining the quality of hers and it's just like yeah. you just fucking back off for a second like you've got this really incredible like soulful voice yeah and then you've just got the guy coming in with like being punctuated by like amazing heavy music. Yeah. That, that put it together, you wouldn't think it works, but put it together, it's peanut butter and jam. Like it's amazing. And then, and then he comes in, and I'm just like, yeah, that's not the kind of metal that I like. It's not the kind of like I associate your style with Monster Energy Drink. Um, <laughs> and I just sort of then come back out, and then when she comes back in, I'm like, oh, cool, she's back. And then yeah. he comes back and I'm like, oh, alright. It's kind of like, 
to me, it's an opportunity where they did have a really interesting point of difference to the rest of their peers in, mm. like... Yeah, you can, like, see any band with, like, the hard, like, rah, like, kind of vocals, but they had a vocalist or have a vocalist who seriously has a set of pipes, like, is really good, but instead they've just watered that down with much of the same stuff. Like, it's just like, okay, sure, but, like, why? (laughs) And there was kind of a run of bands like this sort of in the early 2020, 2010s. Mm. I was going to say 2020s. <laughs> sure. Um, you know, there was the band System Divide, which has the lead singer of Aborted and his wife. Okay. Singing. And it is sort of that thing of like, yeah, she's she's doing the sort of soulful singing and he's got that really harsh, you know, the really harsh style to mm. it. Um, I just... Yeah, I don't know. I, I would just dig it if it was just her. Yeah, I'd love to hear it re-recorded with just her singing. That would be ace. But, you know. You, sometimes you can't have everything you want in life. Exactly. Much like I learned when I didn't get that cheesecake. Yeah. Maybe we should just order Sundays at 10.01pm no, on a Sunday. no. I'm going to sleep on it, and if I really want more cheesecake, oh, just cheesecake, I'll get some tomorrow. All right, so, what are we thinking? Are we thinking a hell yeah or a yeah, nah? Look, the quality of the cover alone, like, Knockout's effort, earns it a hell yeah to me. Yeah, hell yeah. And look, hell yeah to Destiny Child, because they were great back in the day. But yeah, could have done without the diss track against yeah if it was if it was if it was that empowerment yeah then that would be an absolute like i'd be screaming hell yeah but and if, i think yeah yeah that to me like because i truly didn't know that until you did your research on it and it's kind of disappointing it's just like oh again though it's one person's word against another. and that's true and, they could have been like but when you look at it it's like oh it's, it's just something where like there's no real right of reply yeah like because, yeah, that wouldn't have, I don't know, they weren't in a position to sort of, I don't know, take out a newspaper thing and be like, hey, that was mean. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't, yeah. Was... Or just ignore it. At the end of the day, just ignore it. Because you're the successful one now. Yeah. Again, it's kicking someone when they're down. Yeah. So, but in the end, no, it's a hell yeah. Yeah. So, next week, we will be looking at the song Little Fighter... By White Lion? By White Lion, as uh, covered by Death by Stereo. What combos that off, do you remember? Punk Goes Metal. Huh, well there you go. I know nothing about it, so this is going to be an interesting one. Yeah, me neither, so... Cool. Strap yourself in. Until next week, thank you for listening. Um, don't release diss tracks about your ex-bandmates, it's not nice. And look, if your heart is telling you, get some cheesecake, listen to your heart. That Yeah, I denied myself and I'm regretting it. Don't listen deeply. to what your waistline or your intestinal tract is doing. Get that cheesecake. Love that cheesecake. Cherish it. Yeah, real late at night. Because you might just find yourself... You might just find yourself really regretting life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>